0: Yeah.
1: I'm Charlie Rossiter, and this is Poetry Spoken Here. Our feature today, coming to us from Hamilton, Ontario, up in Canada, is Mark DiSaverio. And he is going to today be reading from his latest book. But first, let me tell you, his poems have been, and translations have appeared internationally. His book, Sanatorium Songs, in 2013 was hailed by one critic as the greatest poetry debut for the past 25 years. In 2016, the City of Hamilton Arts Award he received for Best Emerging Writer. And in 2017, his work appeared on the prestigious BBC Radio 3. His new book, Crito de Volta, was published in 2020, just in time for the pandemic. And that's what he's going to be reading. And we're going to be talking about it today. And Mark's, we've decided he's just going to start right off with some poetry. Here's Mark DiSeverio.
2: Thank you so much, Charlie. I'm like beyond honored to be here. Uh, what can I say? Like, I am, uh, I got a little bit of butterflies, but I hope I'm going to get over those. And I think it's going to go great. Uh, I'm just going to open up with uh, a usual opener, uh, which is my translation, a translation actually that my father and I did. We collaborated on this when I was about 22. This uh, sonnet by Rambo, called Voyelle, is about synesthesia. The idea of tasting a sound or feeling a color, the crossing of the senses. Voyelle. Ah, noir, et blanc, et rouge, ouvert, ou bleu. Voyelle, day your secret pregnancies I'll tell. A black corset of blazing hairy flies that buzz above a nasty funk bays of shade, E, steam's intense naivety, white kings, haughty glacial spheres, shadows, shivering, I, crimson's, blood, spit, lovely lips that laugh and wrath, repentant drunkenness. You, them cycles, viridian seas, divine vibrations, Peace of cattle scattered pastures, piece of wrinkles, which alchemy imprints on the high and the studious brows, O virginal striders of trumpet supreme, silence is diagonal with angels and realms. O Omega, his eyes violet
0: beam.
2: Secondly, I will recite Orpheus. Orpheus is a uh, is a melding of Orpheus and Hephaestus, the crippled god of fire. Go. My songs verse through the ears of the Smilers in their sleep, bridge them to their wakes, sound both familiar as a tick when heard at the top and strange as the aura of a living room where a family along with CNN counts out the minutes of the last day on earth. Go to my songs, blast the campers off the piggy back of great, great, great grandpa Dada. Go to the poets skipping over the limbo bar of poetry. Go, my songs! Inspire the overthrow of phony poets professing to pliable neophytes. Behold, here is how to leap over poetry's limbo bar and into the Antigonish. Go, my songs! Bridge an aphibic seer to his first awakening. Go to the tear-skinned, wasp cord souls that hang my off street. Tell them, if you've been granted equality, you have not received it go to those fuckstick rich kids cultivating an enviable ennui and reading candy pamphlets on how to become a heroine addict who cultivate cliches as ways and aim to be properly impoverished bring sing get morning bells to ring gotter damarang gotter damarang will i the wise most siberian am still young go like a closet moth fluttering toward the sun go my wannabe muses transmute into muses Go through men who awake and arouse, who see their rosy breasts at dawn, then fondle them, then smile. Go knowing passion is vision and compassion is vision and the world's first incision. Go, my songs, but try to try one world at a time. Go as a soft, song, warm wind of my blood, sisters, spirit, lesion. Go to Songs toward them, electrify both dance floors and sight wards, try to soothe the worldwide wound as blindly as eating that water would overflow the blood of your sculpturely body. Let the old recluse see sunset's red salamander, Cirrus. Let your tyrant torched melody lines revein poetry. Feel free to possess Ezra's tweed skeletons digging on the island of the dead because I only hear the splashing of his jewels in the sea. Go, you clubfooted songs. Go in bulldozing throngs over America's rhetoric, then shrouded with sheets of its amateur anthems, cardiac arrest of the tyrant's rhetoricians, including myself. If I should become one, nerve rack all the tyrants with your bi-produced seductiveness. Aspire rioters to hang all the tyrants with slack. Go, my songs, assassinate the assassins. and sing me and bring me their hit lists. Go, my Manix of Flatus. No backturns wind will sweep the shardy stars. No agency will waste nature's nurse. No iron hand will bend your bars of verse. Go, my songs. Go whisperingly singing to the silken souls of those who are hunchbacked in media. Go, my sons, pitch in the voice of my brothers, sing in that of my fathers. Go toward those who are feeling their ages are not. Whirl in their bodies' wisdoms, then spin on the tops of your high notes, then halt. In those who see me, though they are broken, oh, peacekeepers in pieces, oh, back in the media, oh, so deformed of mockables, whose damages they nor I can estimate. Then hum for them softly when you are acquainted. Tell them you wish you could fix them with your presence. Tell them you know a less fortunate boy, even if he does not exist. Tell them you know a less fortunate girl, a teenage degenerate. Go now, me and mine, for those I still am too proud to sleep with songs toward and through them all, but jive with what is sleepless chorus in the souls of the hideously bodied. Finally, I'm going to recite a little bit from Crito di Volta. This is the epic poem that I've written recently. And I'm going to recite from Canto seven. And to put you into context, uh, he has um, he has basically been released from a psychiatric hospital after ten years of institutionalization, and uh, at this point, basically, he's at a university, and uh, he creates uh, he creates around him uh, hundreds of readers that come to hear him speak at this university, and this is what happens there in Canto Seven. Seven Il Mortarista on my twenty seventh birthday. E one, il immortal, like a lone vermilion pillar marking oases in a desert. He stands, mocks a professor. I blast upon the sky blue table top with hand on hip. What are you doing up there? A student jeers. What are you doing down there? I see her. I'll split your brain in half with my tongue if I must. But trust I wish for peace the most. We sleep under the microscope of those who bloom in the shadows. We must wake soon or sleep unto our deaths. Exist beneath the microscope of those who live in the shadows. Unite, uprise, or sleep unto our deaths. You who've never mourned in private chambers, nor learned the ways of penitence, nor cared enough to think to learn, nor thought enough to learn to care. I've come to you for outdoor celebrations. I've come to you for your libations to cascade the rising insights of my end time epiphanies. And you who've never raised the standards of your spirits, let me brace your forearms so they'll withstand the weight of nothingness and then the weight of the universe. And you who've yet to unwrap your minds of firm woven false flags. I will do your thinking for you till your minds are naked in the truth light again. And you inside the safety of your isms, you who can only thrive inside the ivory of ivory towers, who may only be beloved among one sort of people. I will teach you danger and risk again. I will teach you how to address the masses you hate and who probably hate you. Then teach you how to love the masses or wait the former after the latter. I almost had you. You who are rich even, but have gardeners and no friends, you who've grown to on stasis, you who've sought out campy pamphlets on how to become a heroine addict, I'll cast out your demons at your commands. I'll bend your browning spoons without my hands. You who love memes, no activity scenes of Lego blocks or plasticine. You who love memes, no activity scenes of Lego blocks or plasticine. I will show you. I will teach you the family again and you who histrionically attempt your acts of warmth in this age of ice just so you might claim your own humanity i will teach you to be natural again then human again then godly again okay oh now listen no this is a prayer this is a prayer and i am praying now This is a prayer. This is a prayer. You're in a temple now. You who've not yet distinguished a feeling of dew from sweat upon your high light brows, take thought. I sing and pray these preludes, these slit words, these letters of secrets. I set to my off-beating heart for you too. And we must wake soon or sleep unto our deaths must cast the first stones at Horace's eye, must seek its world's hiding human chiefs whose gray waves break like the promises to us, break over bells of a church where choruses die. How will we cross a fading white horizon when we are all entranced by their wavelengths? Should we now dress in black for both of us? We must wait soon or sleep unto our deaths. We must wake soon or sleep unto our deaths. Might see streets lit with bankster torches. Mustn't sidewalk our heritage on garbage day. Must learn once more the way to the temple. For there is one who knows the way to your door. And below the vulture, gyre above the shore. The gray waves break like the promises to us. The horizon is bearing the sky like a truss. We must wake soon or sleep unto our deaths. We must wake soon or sleep unto our deaths must thrust our souls of swords into the shadows, no matter who our hidden masters be, under whose microscope we sleep in stabbing light, under whom we cheerlead the destruction of our kind. Our heads bow down the way to the media, like a new dawn's do heavy daisies. Sideway waves of dandelion clocks will whirl up to the heavens. We must wake soon or sleep unto our deaths. Thank you.
1: All right, beautiful. Thank you. Hey, you know this is very interesting to watch you and and hear you. You folks who don't have the visual don't can't see the rhythm uh, in Mark's movements as he reads, because it's just there, you know. And it's interesting in the in the book. You uh, at one point uh, say some things about the importance of singing.
2: Absolutely, there's a line in the book that goes. Uh... A poem must be sung to be heard by the universe. Uh, now, that's what, you know, I, I, I how can I put it? Crito has his character and I have mine, hmm. even though he, that character is largely influenced by who I am. The thing is that, uh, how do I put it? It is not, it's, it's really, it's not a problem. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it's not ultimately a problem, but it could turn into one, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah. So it's gotta be sung. The performance is very important.
2: There's a lot of practice that goes in. Why would why does the poet, if, if the poet can recite as well as he can write, he will have people that will, will come to listen to him or her because you see, without that projection of the song, and I don't mean literal singing necessarily, it could be in between, mm-hmm it between not singing and singing, there's a kind of middle ground yeah. where, where some poets are able to stay in. And uh, yeah, I, I find that it, it wouldn't be compromised, but uh, basically the, the, the real true poet, I believe, will be able to project and, and study and repeatedly for hours, like, like for instance, myself, when I to recite, I used to recite in, a, in my garage for an hour and a half each day, reciting poems. And I would, I've recited those poems you've heard like probably a thousand times. It's all practice.
1: Yeah. Well, it works. You know, the other thing that's uh, interesting related to that is uh, rhythm and repetition.
2: Right. Rhythm and repetition are also important, just to drive home ideas. For instance like kind of like when you hear a song and uh you know that that there's that part that you love like that chorus hook yeah, that's yeah. all it is, is to give you that chorusy feel you know
1: i agree completely good I think anybody listening would agree too
2: i'm loving yes. these questions wonderful thank yeah. you so much Ar- mm-hmm. and thank you everyone listening this is a huge honor and i can't wait to hopefully uh sustain not only sustain your intention but give you some enjoyment
1: well-spoken, a good goal for a poet. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all internal and...
2: Uh, no, no, I, 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 I strive to make a connection between the poet and the people. That's why a lot of Crito is written in prose poetry so that, let's face it, it will, so a lot of people don't read poetry and, or fear it or dislike it. So in the book, I put some parts out written in prose poetry to break it down a little bit to make th- those parts understandable. And the parts that are most understandable are the most important parts. And the, mo- and the parts that are least understandable are the least important parts. Can, that was the way I wrote the book. I, 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 I really wanted to reach out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, you said you spent years putting it together. You told me uh, from 2013 to 2018 for like the first big draft, and then yes. a couple of years working on that so yeah you were obviously thinking of lots of good things yeah, yeah.
2: I, I believe that it was largely well I, I i'll just spit it right out i believe the book was divinely inspired hmm. so a lot of it was hard work a lot of it was the help of our creator the almighty the living god
1: all right well you 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 seem to drift to the epic dimension of things
2: yeah Uh, sorry for the digressions
1: yeah yeah i'm sorry
2: for those digressions
1: yeah now if you want to get controversial and also your character in here has has quite a bit to say about mfa programs
2: he does he's
1: not real positive on those
2: you can you know charlie whatever (laughs) you think you know whatever is Whatever you want to ask, you just ask. So uh, well, that's what know, I'm, I'm open. You know, Well, no
1: well that, that's what I'm saying. There, he's is he. Uh, yeah. has he got good points there, or is he? Yeah, just, I, he just think. I agree accurate. with a
2: lot of. I, sorry. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what Crito says there. Not all of it, because the, the, the book kind of traces the character's philosophical arc. So at that mm-hmm. point, there was a time I believed everything he was saying. Now I kind of like I don't know about that, but for the most part I agree.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, you don't get too tamed by the seminar, is what you're saying? I think, something like
2: that. I don't know. I'm just saying what honestly I was. I was just trying to be as open and honest as possible. Yeah, I wasn't. But maybe you know anything's possible. You know.
1: Sure, sure. Well, you want to give us a little more, Beltray? Here,
2: absolutely sure. All right. Um. I'll open, I'll recite um, from Crito di Volta and I'll, I'll read the opening uh, canto, canto one, which is like an invocation of a muse. A letter to Flavia Vamori from Crito di Volta patient power at gmail.com to Flavia Vamori bakunanite2000 at gmail.com. <clears throat> Flavia, my eyes are red as the sunrise. This first time I swallow my speed and hope. Teetering on the street like a bull full of swords, the sunbeams stab me while wishes to see you staggered me across to the diplomatico. Where? Calvaried in the laughter of the patio, hunchbacked in misfitness. I saw your sword splitting. I like boil my wounds into a moment of balm may you always be the dandelion growing into blows of perpetual steps and never the iris growing into passive opulence may you never be taken until completely given a crow alights a spire point in the snow while this patient tries to try to believe the father's promise of grace straight reasons up god's sleeve the father a lonesomeness snakes through his quavering veins and lotus skin soulless cord soul out from the dying echoes of his howls, I crisply sing the Smith through the streets, gallivanting free, Flavia the Femmes working. After the TMS and the ECT, after the clozapine and the exorcising, after years of pitch darkness with an autumn wasp, after the sanatoriums and the psych ward queens who snuck themselves, despite having sworn on my soul they would never, and who did not leave a note behind? I feel like a romantic again. Flavia, be in me as the strength of an orphan supermanning in his sorrows and calamity. May your heart so naturally dark for the tear tear-skinned wasp poured souls but not be stung. Rattle the world harder than the gorilla machine gunning at the start of her first battle. Be in me as the brusque verity of a cadaver and not as anything hazy. An Afghan field of poppies for the unrequited lover. Have me in the intensity of Christ on the cross, the second before he gave, and not in the calm comfort of a lover in my arms. Let us to the prisoners of war who hang themselves, and not to the easy chit-chat of drunken heritor dandies. I won't let you be taken until completely given. Would you rather be the speed of a sunbeam or its brightness? Have me in the holy lunacy of maniacs on soapboxes and city cores and college borders blasting manifestos and singing the melody lines of people's veins. Flavia, when we met at Diplomatico, I never wore my contacts so I could look you in the eyes. Now I go forward with footsoles of wind. Flavia, don't let me be taken until completely given.
1: Some some of that
2: uh, reading, is that good for now? Would you care to hear more? It's up to you.
1: Hang on. Some of that, uh, some of that reminds me of Allen Ginsberg. Oh yeah, a couple of lines there, right? Particularly about the, the lunacy of maniacs with soapboxes. That just sounds like something Alan would say.
2: I wouldn't it's deny it. He's a, he's, been an, he's been a great influence on me from an early age.
1: And and uh, you mentioned in your note to me that your your dad is a scholar of language and linguistics, yeah. and you so you've had an interesting household growing up. I would wow. say in terms of fortunate background. I was uh,
2: very blessed to have my parents and my brother in my life, and growing up with them, it it, it was a true blessing. So wow, really, it's true.
1: A language-rich uh, environment, exactly. And then the thing, and then the things you allude to—you know—it's a little more of a European thing in there than I often hear from poets. I would say. Yeah,
2: people. Uh, I've been. Yeah, I, I, I hear that, and I agree.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, we want to hear a little more poetry. We got time for a little bit more. Sure. This is great.
2: Um, Folks, I mean, you're
1: listening to Mark DeSaverio and he's reading from his new book, Crito de Volta.
2: Thank you, Charlie. I will I will be reciting a villanelle called Code Yellow. And a code yellow in psychiatric or med- medicinal... So co- a code yellow in that world yeah. means that a patient has eloped or escaped from the psychiatric hospital so this is a villanelle of this of the speaker who has who's running away and as he's running away he stops and he, he's writing this villanelle to his doctor to dr Xerxes. <laughs> and this is what he writes to the doctor my shard studded club feet blaze me astray Hallucinated staffs wind their tracks across the stars. I sing my songs of stars along my way, which dot connecting fireflies display. Here, there and there, there, my blank avatars, my shard studded club feet blaze me astray, away from the shadow crosses of mint and men which weigh the hereditary rosary beads of wars. I sing my songs of stars along my way because my eye light poked through the papal maché whose thorns of darkness tithe my tears and prick my scars. My shard-studded club feet blaze me astray and spray me ablaze. This music is measureless as the lightning-bane verb of a runaway breaking. I hear the universe's ultimate bar songs of stars along my way, and I am Pibachi with vision, I'll go with a sign someday, the stranger's staff still wind his tracks across the stars, my sharp-studded club feet blaze me astray, I sing my songs of stars along my way.
1: (laughs) Just the idea of that is outrageous, the guy's making his (laughs) escape. (laughs) And he stops to screw down some, put down some lines of a Villanelle that's just, it's cool.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can, if you like, if you like, I can follow up with a Villanelle that's in Crito because it takes on uh, different forms. It's constantly shape-shifting. It's mercurial the book. And okay. it's, it's constantly in flux. And the reason, one of the reasons why I did that was to make sure that the reader wouldn't get bored because I'm just speaking from a personal standpoint. I love paradise lost however sometimes just on a personal standpoint i get a little i get a little zoned out or even a little tiny yeah. bit exhausted at times with the repetition of the form which is great don't get me wrong it's all great stuff i wanted to make it such i could be like more it, it would not leave the reader bored and kind of like i can't go on anymore because it's, yeah. you know what I mean. that's really it Sorry for such a long answer. I should have shortened that.
1: I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, it's a good idea to have another villanelle. But first, let me ask you: Is there anything you can tell us about this novel you're working on, uh, Daymaker?
2: Yeah, so, just a
1: little something. Then we'll do the villanelle. Sure. Boom. Well, we'll I'll tell the, the story of the Daymaker.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a book about, um, it's about, it's about a guy who's the opposite of Mersot from L'Étranger by Camus. And he starts off in the opposite place. He believes in God. He tries to keep the laws of, of whatever, of the religion he believes in. Uh, and uh, and, and, and he and he's also has healing ability. He's able to heal people. But then by the end of the arc, after helping a, a whole bunch of people, that's basically the novel mm-hmm. structure, the people that he helps. At the end, they all essentially abandon or betray or leave. For whatever reason, he ends up alone and he ends up just like Mirceau. Okay. Very it's interesting. Like, it's, like, it's a little hot tip to Camus in a, in a way too. I'm not going to deny his influence. I love him. Yeah.
1: Sure. Great. Thanks. I'm glad to know that. and It just sounds really interesting. Cool. All right. Uh, Close us out with a Villanelle.
2: <laughs> sure. Um, so this Villanelle... <clears throat> Is quite, yes, yeah, it's, it's straightforward, really. So I'll just get right into it. This is a from Holy Lyrics, Canto 24 from Crito di Volta. The wool white slow light snow falls on the street of the stepless city's windless alleyway, where I stand, to still, to hear my heart beat. My back against the church, my trail blazed feet blistered by universal searches through the day. The wool white, slow light snow falls on the street, as soft as Dimphna's fingers fall on meatless shoulders of the girl I overhear pray. Where I stand tuned still to hear my heart beat while she brokenly begs to the Lord in the heat and not to the horde in the cold where she'll stay. Where wool, white, slow, light, snow falls on the street. Where I could die tonight and feel complete. Where every moment feels like bonus pay. Where I stand tuned still and hear my heart beat. Where I will wait for her so we might meet. Where I might give all she will take, then stray. The wool, white, slow, light, snow falls on the street. Where I stand tuned still to hear my heart beat.
1: All right. Folks, that's Mark de Severio reading from Crito de Volta from Hamilton, Ontario, up again. <laughs> so yes, happy sir. you could do this. Uh, this is just really wonderful. I I'm really glad to hear it
2: because I, I really wanted to give you a, a good time. And, I, and if you got even a little bit of a good time, <laughs> I'm really pleased. Thank you so much, everyone that's okay. listening. And to Charlie, bless you all.
1: Okay, and folks, the book is published by Guernica, a wonderful press. All right, I'm Charlie Rossiter. This has been Poetry Spoken here. Be with us again next time to let poetry speak to you. And now I'd like to tell you a little bit about a brand new publication out of Chicago by my friend Gregorio Gomez. Gregorio began life in Veracruz, Mexico. and came to the States long ago. For over 30 years, he hosted the legendary Weeds Live Poetry Open Mic on Monday nights, an event I made sure to take people to see whenever they visited me in my Chicago days. He spent many years as managing director of the Latino Chicago Theater Company that introduced many young Latino playwrights to Chicago. He also produced a documentary, not just paintings on the wall that presents the murals of Pilsen, Chicago's largest Mexican-American neighborhood. Gregorio was primarily a spoken word artist. His friends, and me among them, have long urged him to get his poems in print, and now he's done it. A good thing about this is, it comes with a CD. As an open-mic MC. Gregorio uh, sometimes gives the impression he is a rough and ready kind of a bad dude which is intimidating to some beginning readers but in fact he's basically a sweet guy and that rough guy thing is is a persona and in fact he's he's kind of a romantic i think as as these poems attest the opening poem in his publication shows his affection for Chicago. Here are a couple stanzas in his own voice.
3: Day in the Park. Walking through the park and I said to the morning, the livestock was grazing on every bench. There were the coffee and tea drinkers and the joggers in pink and blue sweatsuits. The mothers with their three pukey kids stroller the copper and horseback talking to yesterday's beauty queen, the early morning football slayers and their three martini wives sitting on the sidelines cheering on.
1: Usually in reviews, I read excerpts from poems, but Gregorio's voice adds so much, I wanted you to hear it directly from him. Another poem later in the book, Los Eregatos which pretty much means, uh, when I looked it up, the rooted or the established, the firm. Something has been around and is very solid. And you can hear that in the poem.
3: Los Arraigados.
1: When the rains arrive,
3: I'll hang out at the bar in the penthouse of Los Arraigados Hotel on the shore of any city battles of the best and cheapest tequilas, letting the storm take its toll upon the world. There will not be many of us, men and women, who have seen sunsets and many sunrises at the edge of the precipice. Los Arraigados Hotel has been through its share of deluvios, stoic and stirring, with only minor bruises and scratches, defiant of lights. Aztec built with its special technologies to weather what evil this way comes. Feel free and content to sail the tsunami In the bows of a boat made for two, Hoping to survive in the midst of stench and mayhem Of its inhabitants. At Los Arraigados Hotel, the band will be swinging From jazz to boleros, the smoke of tobacco lingers Between the sweat and perfume of its dwellers.
1: Well, there's a poem with a Spanish title, Gregorio does that. He puts Spanish into the poems as he sees fit. I talked to him about that back on episode 7 of Poetry Spoken Here, and he explained to me that he decides whether or not how much Spanish to use, depending on the anticipated audience and on the content of the poems. There are a couple of poems in the collection that are completely in Spanish. Most just have some Spanish in them. The next thing I'm going to let you hear is called Open Veins. And it has a kind of social political message that called for more Spanish, so it's more of an interesting mix.
3: Open Veins. We dip the pluma into the open veins of our fallen guerrillero and give birth to El Movimiento Insurrección. Our weapons is la poesía y canción, a tattoo on the skin of a proud brown man, or the soft silkiness of piel canela. It's the obrero on the fields who raise his eyes and grasp ideas with our minds. It's the steel worker who forges the strength of our bridges, transcending from LA as land. Aguas Blancas, USA. It's the GI Forum and Cesar Chavez,
1: Rodolfo. And by the way, there it is, Open Veins, and music behind these poems is provided by Jack Salamander, a very talented musician out there in Chicago. And you'll notice that in the different poems, the music is different, which is not always the case when people back up poetry. Jack knows how to be supportive uh, and not to be too intrusive with the poems. So, that's Gregorio Gomez, Chicago poet extraordinaire, and my friend. And uh, if you are interested in ordering this collection of poems with the CD, you send an email to GregorioGomez94722 at gmail.com. That's G-R-E-G-O-R-I-O-G-O-M-E-Z, 94722, at gmail.com. I'm Charlie Rossiter. You've been listening to Poetry Spoken Here. I do hope you'll be with us again next time to let poetry speak to you. You've been listening to Poetry Spoken Here. I'm Charlie Rossiter, inviting you to join us again next time to Let Poetry Speak to You. Music for today's program was written and performed by Jack Rossiter-Mundley. And remember, Poetry Spoken Here is more than a podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com poetryspokenhere. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com poetryspokenhere.